Welcome to Wanderlust Wednesdays. This series is brought to you by study abroad students and staff at the University of Minnesota Duluth. Listen to conversations about study abroad, travel, academic and cultural exchange, and the international experiences that inspire us to seek and learn more as we navigate this world together. Our next guest, Becky, is from England. Our peer advisor Kaylee met Becky while she was studying abroad at the University of Birmingham. They'll compare what college life is like in England to what it's like here, and Becky will also talk about her study abroad experience in the U.S. as she was here when the pandemic hit. Hello, everyone. Thank you for being with us here today. I'm Kaylee, and today we have Becky Williams with us, and she was one of my course mates um, when I was studying abroad in Birmingham, and she also did her own study abroad experience then after. And so we're just going to kind of hear about her experiences and comparisons between the cultures. Becky, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Becky. I study at the University of Birmingham and my degree is sociology and social policy. And I went abroad to Wilkes University in Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania. Um, and over there, I studied what you guys would call political science and social science. How did you kind of choose what university to go to in England? Um, so when it came to England universities, I kind of had set my hope on the idea of going to a Russell Group University, which is a concept that I know Americans won't know, so I will explain what that is. Um, but th there's kind of like an, an aura of like, if you go to a Russell Group, you're going to a better university than, than the other universities, if that makes sense. So. A Russell group would kind of be equivalent to the Ivy Leagues. That would be a best way of describing it. So like okay. the, in in the Russell groups, I think there's like 20 universities altogether um, that are in that category. One of them is the University of Birmingham. Um, and they're just considered, they're universities that have been around for a long time compared to the other universities. So they've had tons and tons of academics go through it. So it's supposed to be that if you go to a Russell group, they have more of a sense of structure and uh, and it's supposed to be like a more, um, like they've already got their stuff together rather than they're trying to piece it along as you're doing your degree. So it should be that the degree that you go and get from a Russell group university is a lot more structured than the degree you get from just a university. So yeah, that, that was kind of why I picked Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, yeah, I didn't even know that. That's really cool kind of went to a little high-end university there. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. <laughs> what has your experience been like there, like with courses and like meeting friends and stuff? Um, so obviously the pandemic changes a lot of things because, you know, that's just what pandemics do. But if we hark back to when I went in first year and I started, um, <laughs> there's a really sense of like, uh openness with the university of birmingham which i don't know if that's everywhere else because obviously i haven't gone anywhere else um but the the societies that you're within within your um like subject matter are really welcoming and friendly and you do feel like you immediately become part of like a, a large family rather than um like you're just a person in first year doing a course um i think one of the things that would be good for Americans to know when they came over is if they came over and they took a first year class here in England there's more likely to be a lot more people on that kind of course than if they took a second or a third year class because with second or third year classes because um, they're subjects that UK people pick rather than are told to have so they're not a compulsory module whereas most of the first year classes that they take are compulsory so they don't have a choice they just have to take it in order to get that degree 
so you would find like in a first year module there'd be like 200 ish kind of students because it's a lot of people from over different degree programs um so for example most students who do a social science degree have to do a research method um subject in their first and their second year so you could go into a research method class and find like 200 students who are doing from like seven different degree backgrounds, one being sociology, one being political science, the other being like economics. But if you went into like a class, like the one that you did with poverty and inequality, there was only like 20 of us in there. And that was because they'd specifically gone out and like sought to do that subject. So yeah, I feel like it, as long as the they were aware of what kind of classes they're picking and how many people they'd be in there, it would be really easy to form like a sense of community quite quickly. That's really interesting, actually, and pretty much like the opposite of I have to take like a research class for my degree, too. And so ours is very specific towards that degree. So that's super interesting. I didn't know that. Okay, so now we'll get to talk about your experience abroad in America. How did you choose which program to go on? Um, so I knew that I wanted to go to the States, which was kind of where I set. So when I decided eventually to go on a year abroad, um, I knew that I was going to go into America. I just like I had no idea where just America was like the goal. Um, So when I applied, I obviously like when when you say go to America, there is a lot of places (laughs) in America that you could go to. Um, And I think I ended up picking Minnesota Duluth was one of was one of my options. I do remember that. Wilkes, the one that I went to, was was one of my options. I think Wilkes came first purely because, um, compared to Minnesota, because I think Minnesota was second. Uh, Wilkes came first purely because it was in Pennsylvania, and um, I have family friends who live in New Jersey, and therefore it would be a lot easier for me to have access to them over like Thanksgiving break and things like that than it would have been if I was in um, Minnesota or anywhere else in the United States. Uh, so that was why... Like Wilkes kind of got picked for the reasons of it. Like when I looked at the website, it kind of reminded me a bit like England as well, because it's very like tree oriented and there's lots of brick buildings and like there's lots of mountains and it gets cold. And, you know, and it was and uh, it turns out that Wilkes University was based on a guy called Wilkes, like a political man called Wilkes, who was from Britain. (laughs) (laughs) who came over and like did something in America and then they named the university after this British politician so I was like oh well you know that's just kind of like (laughs) I just gotta go there now so I did I just kind of yeah it kind of like happened that's super (laughs) cool yeah no I love that it's kind of like the east coast is very much modeled seems like after England and Europe yeah so it kind of got you out of your comfort zone but you were still kind of able to feel yeah you, you still felt like you were comfortable like I know I know I would have been fine in like probably like Minnesota like that way down but the fact that being in Pennsylvania meant that I had access to like my family friends as well meant that I could explore while also knowing that like if something happened like something did happen um with the pandemic I at least had like the safety net and the security net that I needed if I needed to access it Definitely, yeah. So were you actually abroad then this past academic year, like 2019, mm-hmm. 2020? Yeah. Oh, wow. How was yeah. how was your first semester 
in my the semester my first experience. semester was amazing because i didn't have any you know like the pandemic hadn't existed <laughs> um so it was really great like honestly i really grew like a huge friendship group within the first two weeks um and the societies and the clubs that they have there it, especially at wilkes were so like interconnected with each other that it was really easy to just flick between one and the other and my ra was amazing which was just super nice uh I had really nice roommates as well, which made everything a lot easier. <laughs> um, and classes, because it was, it's like, it's a campus, but it's a small-ish campus. So it really wouldn't actually take you that long to get from your dorm to class. Like I could leave 15 minutes before class starts and get there on time, which was super nice. <laughs> Yes, compared to the half an hour walk or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> a long bus ride. <laughs> For sure. So how might kind of like living arrangements differ between being in England and being in America? Uh, biggest thing that I think the American students would have to remember would be the idea that roommates are just not a concept in England. Please don't think that you're going to come to England and, and the accommodation that you're picking means that you're going to be sharing a room with somebody else in England because that, that's just not how it works here. The The closest you'd get to like sharing entities with other students in England would be sharing a bathroom and a kitchen. That's it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and sometimes you don't even have to share a bathroom because you can get like a room with an ensuite and then the only functioning bit of the house that you have to share with like however many flatmates you have is um in the kitchen or like you know like the communal like space and that's it so yeah definitely remember that because i think <laughs> i think uh, i think yeah like because one of the things that i had to remember when i was applying to america was to ask for not to have a roommate because as much as like as much as i think it would have been lovely i i just don't know if me as a person who spent years existing on her own would then suddenly like be acceptable with the idea of having a, a, like somebody live in my room you know like it's just not how I functioned but I did the I did like I had a single room and I shared like the, it was like a Jack and Jill bathroom which I shared with next door which had two people in so that was how that worked for me yeah that's really also cool, accommodation yeah. is super different as well and like the idea of mini fridges that you guys have in your bedroom and microwaves please don't please don't do that it won't go mini well. fridges really don't do it <laughs> how come we, we just don't do it we just like it's it's not a concept like if you want i mean like the only time i've heard people get a mini fridge is when they move out of university accommodation and they go and share you know when they do the house shares in second and third year um so university students typically actually in england only live on campus during their first year um and during second and third year you know like uk university students go into the local area and rent a house and share it with their flatmates and that would be when you'd see them buy things like a mini fridge or a microwave for their bedroom um but typically especially if you're you're studying abroad in america that like in england they're not going to force you to go and live <laughs> in a shared house but um you will get put like if you ask you will get put in university accommodation that is just kind of how it works but um, probably be mindful that if you are like in your second or third year of university, that might mean that you may get put with people who are a little bit younger than you in your accommodation as well. Just based on the fact that the people who would be in university accommodation are going to be first year students. 
For sure, yeah. That was one thing that I didn't realize when I was going, but I actually loved kind of being with younger people because that's what a lot of like my friends were from high school. But I can definitely understand how others, it might not be their cup of tea, but yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. the great the great thing about having a room full of people who've never been to campus before means you all get to experience it at the same time. Um, whereas I think like if you'd been put in student accommodation with a bunch of people who'd already been there before, it would be more like them showing you around rather than you all experiencing it together. And I think that's one of the things that you have to look at it like that is if you if you go abroad and you're like, oh, well, now I'm going to get put with people who are younger than me. You know, you just need to think about the fact that it's actually you all get to experience it at the same time rather than somebody has to go through and relive the experience again that they probably don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I love that perspective. I think definitely going abroad fall term, it made it easier to kind of, everyone was brand new and going through like the same stuff. So yeah. it made it easier just to make connections right away, which is super cool. Yeah. <laughs> so next question, how might courses differ between England and America? Uh, the emphasis on textbooks is not as much in England as it is in America. You can correct me if you think I'm wrong. However, um, <laughs> I would I would definitely suggest that uh, the idea, don't buy any textbooks when you come here. Just, just don't do that. It's not a concept. We don't do it. Uh, typically your library won't like, uh, I mean, at Wilkes, the core books that were on like our syllabus weren't in the library so you had to buy them you will find at least if if there is something in the syllabus which we don't call a syllabus uh i'm trying to remember what we call it but we do not call it a syllabus <laughs> give me a hot second to try and remember what we call it but it's not that i'm so used to the american terms that i've forgotten my own terms <laughs> <laughs> um but like on our syllabus you wouldn't get um you wouldn't get a core textbook that wouldn't have at least one of it in the library or an internet copy there would always be like one of those available to you so there's no need to go out of your way to try and purchase books here unlike with you guys um the lectures would be a little bit different as well in terms of like lectures that when i was in the states they were kind of a really open-ended talk between the student and the professor and the student could feel like they could jump in at any moment and like ask a question and really kind of like engage with the lecturer like right there and then that's kind of not how it works in England in lectures that's what a seminar is so a lecture in England is more about um the lecture the lecturer or the professor however you want to call them like they would come in and explain the concept to you and deliver the 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 powerpoint present normally lectures are between like an hour or two hours long which is a lot different to how you guys have your time as well but um they typically come in and, and speak about their concept for an hour or two hours and then you'd have to wait to the seminar to ask the questions based on the concept of the the lecture so it, say like in the lecture they were talking about um a sociological concept of the economy and you didn't quite get what they meant by that and you wanted some like more clarification there's two ways you could go about it either you could write that down and go visit them during their office hours which i think you guys have the same kind of concept like times when they're available and in their office on campus we just call them office hours um so that you could go during that time and be like hey like um 
when you talked about this in the lecture, I didn't quite understand what you meant. And then they go through it and explain it. Or you could bring it up in the seminar, which you'd have, which are typically like a one hour thing. And it's normally based on some reading that you should have done or something about the topic that's been discussed during the lecture previously um, that you'd then have like a conversation about. So definitely try and remember that lectures in England are a little bit um, more, you kind of sit there and, and listen and kind of take it in. And then seminars are where you have the classic like American experience of the, the conversation between the lecturer and the, and the student. Definitely, yeah, that's a perfect description. Yeah. How, did, <laughs> how did you find the timing of everything? Like I noticed courses met in England a little bit less than they did like back in America. Like here it's very like Monday, Wednesday, Friday or Tuesday, Thursday. How was like adjusting to that kind of time scheduling different? Yeah, it was it was interesting to try and get adjusted to it. I haven't quite got adjusted back to it, to be honest, because um, the fact that it's all in an online format, I just feel like I'm having less contact hours, but I'm not. It's just how UK universities are. But I'm so used to like having contact with my professor like every Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. That I've forgotten <laughs> that that's not how it works here. Um, but I think... I think it's because we do ours in bigger chunks than you guys. So like when I'd have um, a class, because you can't even call it a lecture because you, you kind of mix the word lecture and seminar together. So like, you know, that's what your kind of teaching style is. So like when you guys have class, they're kind of two one hour sections. Whereas when we have, when we have our class, it's like a two hour section on one day where you can't really ask questions and it's kind of a, you just take it in feedback and then figure out what you need to figure out afterwards and then at some point after that a one hour session where you can ask those questions so yeah like there's definitely a different a different perspective of doing things and I think it would just as long as you're aware of it you can plan like accordingly and figure it out but I think if you went to England and you had no idea what you were getting into you could kind of get into a bit of a mess at your first lecture thinking that you're supposed to be like doing this engagement and that's just not like a, a stereotypical thing that happens some some professors are like that and you know they will like ask questions during the lecture but most of them kind of in their lecture specifically take the opinion of just like okay this is my time to speak to you and then you guys can come find me afterwards if you have any questions rather than tell me your questions during the thing for sure yeah how was like the stereotypes did you have any stereotypes when you were going into America like what do you think of us as a country <laughs> <laughs> I mean I don't I, I don't have any stereotypes but I did get told some stereotypes about me which was quite funny um yeah the idea of tenure that you guys have for professors that doesn't happen here that's not a concept like yeah. at all it's crazy um, dude <laughs> that was really that was really interesting uh to to explain to the professor who was like oh well i have tenure and i was like well you wouldn't back home no tenure for you doesn't exist uh yes yeah, so tenure doesn't exist so <laughs> professors are, are constantly towing the line between what they can say and what they can't say in england because if they go too far there isn't anything to stop them being removed if that makes sense um they're definitely 
there's definitely a lot more fluidity within the UK professors. Like I feel like once a professor gets tenure in America, that's just kind of it. And the department just kind of like sticks to that. And that's just the kind of vibe for the department then for the rest of like eternity until the professor leaves. <laughs> Whereas like with England, because they, they, they come and they go when they want to, like it's their choice to leave. There's no binding contract. Um, you kind of find that the department will go through different modes of doing things every so often. So they're always open and friendly, but the like the way the admin style would work might change because a different head of department would be put in place. And this head of department doesn't like Excel documents; they like PDFs. And you know, like there's a whole bunch of like little changes like that that would always happen. Um, stereotypes. I got stereotyped, which was quite fun. <laughs> I got asked if I knew the Queen. <laughs> yeah that's definitely a thing doesn't happen uh it's very rare actually that somebody's like knows or has met the queen uh you might offend someone if you say that probably not your best go-to for like meeting british people <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um one of the things that was really interesting actually was was when um classmates would ask for the time Ooh. uh I, I don't know if you've ever had this, um, but people would like ask me for the time and I'd look at my watch and be like, oh, it's half past five. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, what? What What do you mean it's half past five? Do you mean it's half four? Like they couldn't understand the concept <laughs> of half past five. Like, I don't know what it, because you guys would just say it's it's 5.30. Yeah. But because we was... say, yeah, because we say it's half past five, people kept like taking half off the five when I would say it. Oh, <laughs> see that they're just making it too confusing. They just gotta take it for what it is. That yeah. is a big that is a big adjustment, though. I will say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. Um, and one of the other things I had, which oh, I was in class. It was like the first week there, so I hadn't quite got. Like I knew I know of Americanisms only because of the fact that I have a family friend over there, but because I only ever visit for like a two week period, it's not like physically ingrained in my head all of the the like mannerisms between like different things so like I know that like you call it cilantro and I would call it coriander and that kind of stuff but the one that I always forget is um rubber oh yeah I always forget that one like I yeah. always forget that one so I was in class uh, and we were doing like a stats paper so obviously we're like with pencils and erasers just to put context into what I'm trying to say pencils and erasers and like I turned to the guy next door like to me um, at this desk and went because I had just got here I think it had been like two days since my plane had landed so I hadn't had time to like get all of my stuff I didn't have half of it did visit the dollar store afterwards though and did get my own eraser but turned to this guy in the middle of this class and was like hey uh, do you have a rubber? <laughs> I love that and That's... he was like he was like what? <laughs> it, it, it like, because I'm jet lagged at this point. I'm still trying to get used to the time. And it wasn't until like I thought about what I'd said that I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> eraser! I meant an eraser." <laughs> so you gotta, yeah, definitely figure out like um, you're gonna you're gonna have times like where stuff like that will happen, regardless of how much you study up on it. But it's just about being like accepting to the fact that that's not the words that they use and being like oh look I'm, I'm really sorry like this is what that means when I say it whoops you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure 
that's that was really funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never had anything that embarrassing happen to me. Yeah, well, words, I, but... I am just very bad. <laughs> <laughs> now I love it. Now you have a story to tell later. <laughs> it's so bad. It was just like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it like that. It's not the right word. <laughs> Whoops. What did you hear about, like, the students and, like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to put, like, words into your mouth, but did you ever hear anything about, like, sororities or... So like, Wilkes don't have any sororities. That's just they, oh. they categorically don't do Greek life. Uh, I don't know why they didn't do Greek life, but they've just never done Greek life. Um, it's just Maybe never been... British. Yeah, it's, it's just never been on their radar. Um, I've heard a lot of things about Greek life because I had a bunch of friends who also went over to America at the same time that I was in America and they had Greek life on their campuses. Uh, and it kind of gives off like party vibes was the way that they described it like my friend my friend who went to Maine University they have sororities and the way that she kind of explained it was it's like imagine a group of friends who only ever hang out with each other only ever party with each other only ever work with each other and don't have anyone else and I was like oh sounds fun (laughs) so like that's (laughs) That's what we as like British people got described with like describe fraternities and like Greek life to other people. But as I never had a first hand experience of it, I can't like categorically say this is really weird, but you won't find a fraternity or anything like Greek life in England. It doesn't exist. The closest you'd ever get would be a society, um, which is like the group society. So I think you guys do you guys call them societies or clubs i always forget which one clubs usually yeah okay so the closest you get would be like a club um but obviously you you know what a club is like it's like you meet at certain hours and you play certain games and you do certain this that and the other but that would be as close to anything greek life that you get in england because we would call them societies but that's as close as you'd get to anything greek life (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a super interesting perspective that i've never heard before do you think there is anything else that like students would want to know about or should know about if they're thinking about studying in England and like what the differences might be? Um, so definitely think about the idea that in America there's the idea of private and public, like private and state universities. That's not a concept in England. The only difference that you'd find with universities in England would be the idea of a Russell Group University and a university and if you put in the words Russell Group University into Google it will show you exactly what it is when it was formed and what it is because I don't want to waste your time trying to explain that when you're probably not interested but it's really easy to just like do a quick Google search and figure out what what universities fall under that and why they fall under that like what categorizes them under that definitely something to look into if the reason that you're going abroad is not just for experience but also to make sure that you're getting like a good quality depending on what you want to define as the word quality education like if you want to go somewhere that's got like a rich history all the way back to the 1900s probably have a good look at the russell group list because they're the kind of universities that would have been around the longest so they're they're going to have some rich history behind them which is really cool um definitely would think about the idea that every campus at the universities 
in England are different. So universities, at least in America, are kind of close. So like it's not that far to get from your dorm to a classroom. You know, it's all kind of like really like within like a little nice little circle radius. That's kind of not how <laughs> UK most some campuses are like that. Um, where mainly the ones that are based in the city centre are like that, where they're all kind of like smushed together because they have to be because there's not enough space. Um, but if you went to somewhere like the University of Birmingham, it is quite a large campus. You know, it will take you quite some time to get from one side of campus to the other just because it is such a big campus. But the benefits of that is the fancy green scenery and the fancy buildings that they're building. You know, there's there's like ups and downs to both sides of picking where you want. So definitely if you are thinking of studying in England, make sure that you're aware of what the campus is like. Try and find like a campus map so you just know like how big it is. Um, so then then also the, the thing that I think a lot of people forget is the fact that university accommodation, at least in England, typically isn't actually on campus. It's near to campus, but it's not on campus. Um, so if you don't really feel like having a half an hour walk <laughs> every morning to to lectures you might want to just definitely check the campus map compared to where the accommodation is that you're gonna ask to be put in just to see if it's an acceptable distance that you'd be okay to go with because at the time that you'll be arriving um at least when you arrive for the first semester it would be winter-esque kind of season so it will be cold and it will be wet um, and it will be dark. <laughs> so, you know, you've got you to gotta think about the kind of weather that you're going to be walking in and think, is this, is this something that I will do a lot? Will I really want to do this? You know, kind of like, it's, it's you got to put a sense of realism on it because at least when you're, when you're in America, I know it's really easy to just get out of your bed and then in 15 minutes get to class because you're like living on campus. But that's not really a concept that is here just yet i think it should be but it doesn't exist <laughs> um, i'm trying to think if there's anything else clubs are really cool here but we call them societies you won't you you know I, I don't know why they don't call them clubs here but that's just not how it is um you'll find that there's a lot of clubs um on uk campuses i, I think when i went to america there was like around about 50 ish clubs total for Wilkes and I think Wilkes had a total of like 2,000 students like undergrad students at that time so that kind of made sense um, the ratio for for UK universities I think there's like 40,000 undergraduates at UOB right now at least the last time that they checked it because they don't do I think that was 2017 data um, but there's also 218 clubs <laughs> for That's 40 pounds <laughs> so yeah the clubs here in england get really really niche uh like mm -hmm. we'll have like a harry potter society a doctor who society you know like if there's a thing that you like there's probably a club related to that that exists at the university that you're going to in england <laughs> <laughs> um and they're totally open to having people just pop in whether it be once or throughout the entire of the semester and definitely find out if the campus you're going to in England has um, like a study abroad or a study exchange society or anything like that. Cause it's one of the great ways to meet not only people who've just come back, but also people who are in the same boat as you as well. For sure, that's great advice. I love that. Culturally, how might 
like the change be different? Like how do people act in England versus America? Like kind of culture differences? Yeah, again, it's going to depend on where you went in England and where you're from in America as well. Um, I think if you're from the East Coast, you will find the Midlands, like the if you just put in the Midlands UK, that will show you what area I'm kind of talking about. But that would include the University of Birmingham as like a guide for you. Uh, but like people from the Midlands are kind of the people that you'll probably connect with the most if you're from the East Coast, because you kind of have the same form of, of weather. Um, so you'll have something to bond about, about how it's cold and it's rainy and it's dark. Like you'll bond about that for sure. <laughs> um, you'll, def you'll definitely have a slip up regardless of where you go in England and regardless of where you're from in America with words, like how I've just said with like the eraser and rubber, like you're going to have some issues with things like that, but it's just like most of the times people will just laugh it off. Um, and it will just be like a really funny memory eventually like it might be really embarrassing at the time you do it like me but eventually you'll just like laugh at it and go oh that was super funny actually it was quite good <laughs> um, the concept of merchandise that you guys have in the states like I got given so many shirts and like pencil cases and cards and foam fingers and oh my god so much stuff that's not really a thing. <laughs> it's not really a thing here. We don't really do merchandise for universities. We have just like our universities only just got hoodies this year. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I remember. I think there was two like two options I had to buy mm -hmm. university. Yeah, they've just sweatshirt. they've just bought out like two other like new sweatshirt designs like it's taken until this year to get like four different options for a sweatshirt so <laughs> don't don't come here thinking you're gonna have like loads of like mementos and stuff to get home like you'll have loads of mementos about the uk in general like you'll find uk magnets and blah 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 but university specific geared like stuff that has the name of the campus on you probably won't find as much as you think you know you'll have with an American campus um you definitely will get some but it just won't amount to the same <laughs> in terms of like the things that you'll get uh culture there was something else portion sizes are definitely a big thing but I don't know whether you'd classify that as a culture thing or whether that would be something else but definitely something to note that if if you think that an American portion size not to be offensive but if you think that that's like a regular normal sized meal it, it def you definitely will be in for a shock when you come over here because it, <laughs> it's definitely like at least half of the size um of the meals that you get specifically i'm thinking of like when you go to olive garden and you get that big bowl of pasta and you always end up taking some of it home in a takeout box because you can't eat it all in the american restaurant that's not a concept you'll get in england like you'll get a bowl of pasta in england and you will definitely be able to eat it all you won't be taking any of it away in a box <laughs> um yeah so there's there's definitely the idea of that and i think um food in england at least from my own experience doesn't really embrace other cultures as much as america does so like when you have a curry it's actually spicy uh england curries are just kind of not unless you go and get it from like an authentic curry house you're probably going to have like a very bland kind of spiced but not spicy curry if that makes sense so there's mm -hmm. definitely like a 
we put our own twist on the culture. So if 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 you're looking for like really authentic Indian or really authentic Chinese or you know like really authentic anything other than British cuisine, your best bet is going to somewhere that that says that it you know is run by people from that continent because otherwise you are going to get like a British version of an Indian or a British version of a Chinese like unintentionally or not that's what you're just going to end up with <laughs> for sure I noticed that that the food in Britain was a lot blander than I was used to and definitely smaller portion sizes yeah the concept of salt is not really a big thing over here <laughs> as well it's just like I watched a lot of people put like like I had a bunch of American friends who came to the UK and studied and I just watched them put like mounds of salt on their meal because like there was no seasoning in it and I was just like what, what do you mean <laughs> tastes fine <laughs> yeah, yeah so you will notice you will notice stuff like that I think like if you're big on your food you'll find out really quickly that that it's it's not like an insulting thing we just don't season as much as you guys I, I just don't know why and like the concept of cinnamon and pumpkin spice <laughs> not really a thing here you won't find pumpkin spice actually the idea of pumpkin pie doesn't exist over here like you don't you can't get pumpkin pie yes i know in halloween yeah. like isn't really as big of a thing no halloween and... is halloween we only got that from you guys so we're in 2020 we took well we we kind of like decided oh fine we'll put halloween into our like agenda in like 2010 so we've only oh. been doing halloween for like about 10 years I did um, not know that. That yeah, explains so like, it. So trick-or-treating and stuff, like, while it happens, it's not as big as, like, what you guys would do. While we decorate, it's not as big as you guys would do. Uh, Thanksgiving isn't a concept over here. We don't understand the... Like, we know what it is, but we just don't celebrate it. You know, we we understand the concept of it, but you won't find, like, a traditional, like, Thanksgiving Day parade or anything like that. In fact, you won't find a parade, period, to be fair. <laughs> it just, just doesn't really exist. Um, but, yeah, there's there's no really, like, uh, out-there celebration of Thanksgiving. I think the most celebrated thing that we do would probably be Christmas. Mm. And that would be about it. Yeah, <laughs> I love Christmas in England. You won't find anything like minty in coffee. Like I know that you guys do like peppermint lattes or like peppermint mochas and stuff like that. No, you won't find that here. It's just not a thing. Like we don't put mint in our coffee. We do minty tea, but we don't do minty coffee. There's a lot of tea here. I think people think that there's just like one sort of tea in England. I think they forget that there's like fruit tea and green tea and black tea and builder's tea which is regular tea for people who don't know what that is um yeah like there's so many different concepts of tea here it's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's so cool how has like making all these international connections and friendships and just like meeting people while you were still in in england before growing abroad has that changed who you are as a person and your outlook on life anything like that i definitely think that um i'm more open to the idea of having friends from other countries uh but i think that kind of started at university in general because when you go to university in england or anywhere else you do kind of end up meeting people from all over the world so i think i kind of started that journey of like 
branching out and meeting other people who weren't just from Birmingham but it really kind of become emphasized when I went abroad because obviously you end up with you end up with making you know you make really good friendships at your time over there and you don't really want them to stop just because you've come home uh so it's just about trying to figure out ways once you are back home how to like deal with the the time difference and things like that you know like there are ways around it but it, it, it you you just both you and the person that you are trying to connect with have to be like engaged in that idea of the fact that my idea of 5 p.m isn't your idea of 5 p.m <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah definitely but yeah cool. I, I definitely feel like um i definitely feel like it's made me a little bit more confident in terms of um being able to go places on my own as well because like I feel like before I don't know if other people have this or if it's just like a generic British thing but before like when you'd go places on your own you feel like oh I don't know what I'm doing why am I here and oh no you'd feel like a little bit nervous um, about the concept of going to an airport on your own or the concept of going to file for a bank account on your own it kind of makes you a lot more independent in the, in the regards that you're like well you know I went to a year abroad I, I think I can go to the airport like on my own I, th- I think I can do that now <laughs> you know so it kind of it kind of puts into perspective things that you normally would find like really scary you'd be like well it's not that scary anymore because I spent an entire year without my parents in a foreign country I, I think I'm gonna be okay <laughs> you know <laughs> definitely yeah I think that's everywhere everyone's scared to do something yeah so just like finding that confidence definitely helps I guess there is one question mm-hmm. and you kind of can have a choice. Would you like to answer your favorite or worst meal that you had or describe your first 24 hours in America? <laughs> I mean, I could I could sub both of them up really quick. My favorite yeah, meal that it. I had over there was um, pierogies. So I didn't actually know that Wilkes Bar had like a Polish history, but apparently it has like a big Polish history. Um, so they do really good pierogies and like kielbasa in the in the student canteen and it was just like the best meal I have ever had <laughs> like <laughs> categorically would 1000% go back to Wilkes for the kielbasa and pierogi day and like eat 5000 plates full of this sausage <laughs> and potato dumpling because oh my god it was so good <laughs> um, my first 24 hours I think I managed to get i had to do like a a connecting flight so i think i went from london heathrow to philadelphia and then from philadelphia to the smaller airport nearer to the university which was called avp that's like the you know like how they all have the three letters like avp was the one where i ended up i think the yeah the student uh the international like student officer met me there i think it was like 3 a.m or something ridiculous um <laughs> because you know time difference and that um she like picked me up at 3am she's like oh hey how are you and I'm like oh, I'm so tired because I can't really sleep on flights either so my first 24 hours definitely started out a bit sleepy <laughs> um but yeah I got there um we went and we got like my campus key and my campus card and my ID you, you had to get all of that sorted before you could even get to the room so I've just come off a plane, I look really terrible, and now I've had to have my photo taken for an ID, which was a terrible idea, but it was fine. <laughs> we went through it. Um, you, you can, like, they do have the option that if you've come in at 3am, you can go back and get your photo done in the morning, which is exactly what I did. Because um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, let's not have 3am half-dead Becky be on a student ID <laughs> for the next 12 years. No, please. Um, yeah, 
and obviously you go in there in the middle of the night so you don't know any of your roommates and stuff um but the first 24 hours was when the ra held the like first floor meeting so it was really good in a way that i turned up when i did because everyone else had turned up the day before um so the the room meeting happened and i got to meet everyone who was there and we kind of did those you know like those really awkward first year icebreakers that ras make you do where you have to like go around all the friends and be like oh hi i'm blah 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 and i like bit like we had to yeah. do that which was really <laughs> awkward but you know it happened um and because i turned up when i did they do kind of recommend that you turn up a couple of days early to get over the jet lag which definitely is a good idea if you can do that i wouldn't recommend coming over the day before term starts because <laughs> he won't be adjusted and you will not get up <laughs> And you just won't, you just won't value your first day of like actually being an American, being a British student or the other way around. Like you just won't have the full sense of value of it because you're just so tired and out of it. So yeah, definitely think about that when you're like booking your tickets and you figured out where you are going and what day their classes start. I definitely count at least two days back to give you that like get well, figure out your sleep schedule be an American again life pattern sorted or else you, you are just really going to struggle um, yeah I definitely think that that's one thing that you have to look out for but my first 24 hours then after I'd got welcomed into the accommodation with the really awkward group meeting um, they had an international like welcome event on campus um, so I went and I met all of the other students who were also international students not only just like studying abroad for a semester or a year but like studying abroad period for like their entire degree um, so that was really cool because I got to meet everyone who was in the same kind of boat as me regardless if it was a semester or a year or like you know for their entire degree path it was just really nice to have that kind of environment and then I went to bed because I was so tired. <laughs> so yeah, that's my forty. That's my uh, that's my first twenty four hours in America. <laughs> yes, I completely agree with that. Everything's just yeah. tired, and you're yeah, just coming back from a plane trip. It's very messy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, this has been really fun. Thank you for your time and for your advice and everything. No um, worries. We wish you luck. It's just final season for us, kind of, yeah. next week. And then for you, it is in the midst of finals. Yeah, so uh, that's definitely something to note, is that every university in England will have a different way of what they do finals, like when their finals are. So, like, the University of Birmingham have just changed the, fi like, the semester structure. So now uh, I don't have, like, finals week, because we, we kind of have a finals week now but that's not till January. And then the second semester for us where it start until the 1st of February now. Um, so yeah, definitely like when you are, yeah, when you are picking, <laughs> when you are picking your university in America, definitely like have a look, like just put in the name of the university and like term dates into Google and it will help you give an idea of like how you have to figure out how that maps with your home institution as well because you definitely need to have an idea of that before you get there but yeah well thank you again we wish you luck on your finals and your last year of uni thank you everyone for wandering with us and we hope to see you all next time thanks bye bye